Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Body TV. I'm Dr. Kim Duramo. I have a special guest today I'll introduce in a moment. I am really excited for everyone who is tuning in live. If you're tuning in um, to the recording or the podcast, we'd love to hear from you as well. You can type in who you are, where you're from, or any aha moments that come up during the broadcast. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I am a physician sharing about mind-body medicine for healing of like all different kinds of diseases, anxiety, depression, pain. I've really seen the power that can happen physically when we shift our consciousness. And I've um, brought really... Um, potent topics every week for, for years now. And today we have, I think, one of the most powerful topics that maybe we've really hit on because depression is something that can be really taboo and really scary. And I don't think it's something that a lot of people um, are really expressive with, are really um, getting to the bottom of, or really sharing other than just, you know, we make it wrong, we medicate it, we suppress it at all costs, and that actually makes the problem worse. So today's broadcast, which is about, is depression a message that it's time for a change, could be a little bit outside the box for how a lot of people think, like, what, you mean it's not just this bad thing I have to get rid of? I actually might receive something here, it might actually be um, my system's way of giving me some insight that I'm going in the wrong direction. Um, we have been running the mind-body solution for anxiety and depression. We just started two weeks ago. We have two more weeks of that. Um, and I feel really inspired about, about sort of connecting with this topic, connecting with so many people who have been in depression and been really scared to look at it or to talk about it or to see what the bigger picture could be. So I have none other than my friend, healer Tyler Wheelock, who is a really, really good friend of mine here in Durango and does amazing, amazing work, who has a past history of experiencing depression, but allowing it to create a major awakening in his life. And I know that um, Tyler just has so much compassion and authenticity with who he is, the work he does, and how he shares that he would be the perfect person to come on to assist me with this topic. He's also one of my go-to people for when I'm depressed or I'm kind of stuck and like the energy isn't moving or overwhelmed in my life or just not clear. And I think the work he does is absolutely mind-blowing. So I'm really excited to share him with you. So welcome, Tyler. Awesome. Thank you, Kim, for having me. So we have um, people here. Thank you guys for commenting from New Jersey, from Michigan, England, Montreal, Salt Lake City, South Africa, Virginia, San Diego, Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, BC, and I'm part of the Anxiety and Depression Program. Awesome. Kirsty, so interested regarding medicating it. I've been crying up and down a lot the last few days. Instead instead of running to the GP for medication, I've been seeing it as something big I obviously need to release. Oh, way to go. It, it's, uh, you know, and it's not like, oh, you should just go it alone. Don't go with medication. I would never say that. Do whatever is fluid for you. And yeah, it's always really helpful to first look at like, all right, how can I start to open to let this energy move? Um, so as we begin, Lisa from Kauai, Rachel from UK, Lori from Mid-Hudson Valley, hello, Bridget from Maryland. All right, you guys, thank you guys all for being here. So I wanted Tyler to just start off with um, what was your experience with depression? I know it was years back and you were like doing your job kind of in the straight and narrow and then like really had a huge awakening when you just start wherever you want to start with that and what that process was like and how you began to open it, open to it as a message, as a gift. And how did you do that? And what happened when you did? Um, so I dealt with depression for most of my life. I mean, starting early teens, if not sooner than that. So it just kind of followed me throughout my life. And I reached 
reached a point I was building houses, then I was doing appliance repair work and it just, I was miserable. I was probably the angriest guy you'd ever worked with. I didn't enjoy any day, any time. Like it was just a struggle to get through life. And you know, that continued and continued. And it got to a point where I was like, I can't, I can't live this way. I just, I can't do this either. Either I'm done or I got to find a way to change. So at that point I had a really young daughter. So wouldn't be, I got to find a way to change route. Started doing traditional therapy, which was fine. Didn't get a whole lot out of that. Um, and along the way, my mom was diagnosed with a um, glioblastoma, a brain tumor. And that kind of, that rocked everything once again. And it just, so I started looking at other options. Like, what can I do? You know, just thirsting for something else in life. because I felt so disconnected from what everybody else was going through. And I started listening to some help, self-help podcasts. And in the course of that, I heard one that just, blew everything wide open, it, you know, one of those spontaneous awakening type moments. Um, it was actually there interviewing Laura Lynn Jackson. She's like one of the most medical or scientifically studied uh, mediums of the world. And it just, there was this part of me, my mom was way into holistic health and homeopathy and everything growing up. So I was very open to alternative stuff. But this really just just blew it open. And I was like, okay, what else is out there? And it sent me down this path where I went from doing construction work every day to now doing healing work and just complete 180 in my life. Was there a point where it, I know you said you felt like, should I end it? But I had this daughter. So I'm like, I got to sort myself out. Did you feel like suicidal or did you have those kind of thoughts at some point? Oh, 100%. Oh yeah, I I probably had had almost daily su suicidal thoughts for five or six years. Just wow. something I battled every single day. Just, and did you go on medication it, it or that way. Did, did you um, use medication? I did, at, I did at one point in college. I was on medication for a couple months, and then you know, again, it was just one of those things that helped a little bit but never felt like it helped enough to to really keep doing it and so what uh what then happened you had this opening you're looking at new perspectives you had some awareness there's more to the picture than maybe what you were thinking this was about and how did you begin to let things unwind um i just i mean i had a thirst for knowledge i had a thirst for something deeper that there had to be more to life than what was going on and I mean, that's, I think so many people are dealing with that right now, especially a lot of my clients. It's just this place where you're like, I get up every day, I go do the same thing every week, and I'm miserable. Like, this just doesn't feel like, what are, what are we doing here? Why are we working nine to five every single day? Like, none of this makes sense. And, you know, meditation was a, a thing I found that really helped. I would do daily meditations. I started with, you know, doing the tapping that you, you're so big in, which I love. Tapping is amazing. And it was just, I started doing things to take care of myself. I started putting myself first, which was completely different. And prior to that, I was borderline alcoholic, if not full-blown alcoholic at one point. I mean, it was something that, that gave me freedom, you know, got me away from thinking about my life, what was going on in my head. And mm. so just, I had to take a step. I had to do something. And that's when I realized there's so much more to life than what was going on. And the disconnect I was feeling was that I was in a path that didn't serve me. It wasn't, wasn't anything fulfilling. It was just, I was told this is what life is supposed to be. You get up in the morning, you go to a job, you come home, you eat dinner, you sit in front of the TV and you go to bed. They wake up and you do it again. And that just doesn't make sense. So, so here you were in that space feeling like the deadness of 
buying into that idea, buying into the idea like, well, I guess this is what you're supposed to do. And you feel, you know, people are asking, what is depression? Because is this what I'm having here? You know, it's when your life really feels void of joy and void of any purpose or meaning for why am I experiencing in this way? And it's a little bit of a broad definition. There's not one way to look at this. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about, about despair and like what the difference is. But um, how did you, so it sounds like you kind of like began to open to higher possibilities by just holding space for the idea that maybe I'm wrong about the, this is just how I'm supposed to make it work idea. Maybe I'm wrong about like, this is all there is and I should just be happy with it idea. And then that kind of allowed you to begin to see possibilities and take a different path. Yeah, exactly. It was, you know, just, this doesn't make sense. I'm miserable. I mean, I, like I said, I was so angry. I was so miserable. I was, you know, I couldn't believe people actually wanted to be around me unless I was drinking and then I was a good time, I guess. But outside of that, I was just, I, it was awful to be around. I didn't want to be around myself. And it's just, there had to be something else. Like it doesn't make sense to be in this world and that the reality that you're just miserable and then did you first were you first surprised like you know because now you're doing something way way more expansive with like being intuitive being a healer reading people helping them you know resolve all kinds of illness or depression for themselves um did that start to spark in of like wait maybe i could go this way like how did it come about that there was a another path you could start to uh explore i, I mean it was all like I used to say, I became this by accident. Like I, I literally just started looking at options at the very end of the talk therapy I was doing, we did some EMDR and that seemed to help some. And I got very interested in that and started doing some research, just like what, what's the actual science behind this? I mean, I have very science oriented brain. Um, so I started looking into that and that's where EFT came up and and then meditation and all that. So I started to really, um, really step into that area, just just in terms of helping myself. That's all I was interested in, is just finding some way. All, all I wanted to do was be happy. Like how you know, this I is like 99% of the, the practitioners and doctors I've met who've kind of started doing things differently. Mm -hmm almost every single one of them had their own sort of crisis that had them then right. by necessity for themselves begin to explore other options of like, wait a minute, what am I gonna do? And then that yeah. led to them establishing a whole new field of medicine. And, you know, I think it's a little interesting that maybe we're not, are we not that on board to do it, to explore those things for others? Like we kind of buy into the model we're given and we keep applying this to everyone else. And then when it comes to actually experiencing how not enough that really is and like not acceptable that really is when we have our own breakdown which sure the heck does open us really quickly to begin to look at um a, a more authentic option right exactly and that's i mean that's something i deal with with all my clients is so many of them are in a job or relationship or just some aspect of their life that just they're miserable with but they're comfortable in that that miserable space. They don't know what to do. They don't know what's, you know, the world's big and scary. And yeah, this is awful, but I know this, it's a known quantity. And it, it takes courage. It takes something deeper, something bigger to take that step out and look at something else, look at other options that are out there. But the second you do, the second you crack that door open and you start to see that there is more to life, there is something else out there. It's amazing how quickly and magnetically you get pulled into other areas. I mean, from when I started doing this, you know, started working on myself for real to when I was actually opening my own practice and doing this work was only a matter of a few years. And it was such a smooth, easy transition to get there. Like doors just kept opening up as I kept stepping in. And that's, that's what you find as soon as you take that step, you know, whatever it is that scares you the most, you take that step into it, the world changes. Things just start to open up for you. It's amazing. 
So Wendy is saying, I've been crying almost daily and have interpreted this as a depression. If crying is energy moving, is depression incorrect for how I've been feeling? Is despair the same thing as depression? And then um, Sarah said, I have a similar question. I've been crying and labeling it as discharge and release, but now I'm starting to be concerned about how long it's been going on with no lightning or a positive change. I want to let you speak to that. Okay. So what can happen though, it can start off as a release. You know, crying is a big release. These emotions are coming up. You start releasing, you start moving into it. But because you've been living in this despair, you've been living in these energies for so long, it's very easy for your system to still attach to them. And so you continue to generate more despair, more of that because you're familiar with it and it just keeps going and keeps crying. So what would work best at this is bringing in a new energy. You've got to bring in whatever it is you want. Meditation is a great way to bring up, okay, I want to feel a certain way. I've felt this before sometime in the past. I'm going to just practice feeling this. There you go. Feel that shift. So you start bringing this or energy. And so when you have this despair and you're crying, you can be like, you know what? Okay. If this is going to release, it's going to release now. If not, then, then I'm just continuing this pattern. Let's step into this new energy. Let's decide at this moment that I'm going to try something different and try it. And it'll take practice. Nine times out of 10, you're going to fail that first couple of weeks. But if you stick with it, if you keep opening that door and you keep stepping into it, your body naturally wants to be happy. We don't want to be miserable people. You naturally want to be in a state of support, love, and happiness. And as long as you keep nurturing that, you do find some action, find something you can do, something simple. This is one of the big things I push is finding 20 minutes every day that you do one thing for yourself. One of the biggest, most supporting things that happened for me in my life is about a year and a half ago, I started writing every day. So I write three pages every morning. I have missed one day in the last year and a half. And it's just, it. I show up for myself every day. I write about what happened. I write about what comes in. It's actually helped me open up my intuition. Because um, every day I just writing it. Whatever's going on in my life, whatever challenges, whatever questions I have, I just write them down on the paper. Information just starts flooding in. And that's, okay. Um, so another aspect of depression that a lot of you are dealing with is that somewhere in your childhood, your experience was, you were told it, it was wrong. So it's like, hey, I'm sad right now. And a parent comes in, they see you and they're like, why are you sad? And it's like, well, this toy broke. And you get told, oh, that's nothing to be sad about. And you start to question yourself. And then you start to doubt what you feel inside, what you're experiencing. And you create this disconnect between your inner voice, your intuition, and what's going on in the world, which then you start to go down this path of, okay, now you have to get the job, you have to get married, you have to have 2.5 kids, a dog, you know, you have to live this certain life where your, your inner guidance is telling you, no, you're, my passion is this way, my, you know, I want to be doing this. And as soon as you start to listen into that voice again. You open that door to start listening into that intuition about what's going on in your life, what you really feel passionate about, excited about. That's when everything really starts to accelerate is finding, allowing that intuition and anything you can do to continue to nurture that journaling, meditation, even tapping, um, so many options. I, I, a lot of times when I want to bring in a new energy, we'll do a gratitude practice and I'll be like, Kim, give me 20 grats right now. And a lot of times, like I really, really, if, if it's like putting ice cream on top of poop and you're like, oh, it's so heavy to even try to get myself there. Then that's when I'll just feel everything that's there. I'll actually let the idea of doing the exercise bring up the heaviness that feels so overwhelming and, and just go even more fully into witnessing and allowing what's there. And what I've found is that 
allowing the despair or the grief or the hopelessness is already a higher frequency than suppressing, repressing, trying to overcome the despair, grief, and hopelessness. And you know that the question that was asked is this, is depression the same as despair? No, depression is suppressed despair. It's suppressed um, hopelessness. It's the wrongness, like you're saying, so when making yourself wrong, that's going to create that suppression. And so it's the energy stuck, the energy is not moving. And that's kind of that state of depression. Um, and, and someone just asked, well, what about if it was chemically induced? And she, you know, Robin said, I was prescribed benzodiazepines for sleep. That was actually a lifestyle problem. And can this heal depression, even if it's from having tapered off the benzodiazepines. And, you know, my answer is a hundred percent. Yes. And we've seen in psychoneuroimmunology, it's the exact same patterning in the brain, in the nervous system, in the receptors and the hormones. And this is the same way to repattern that. So, oh, I got a little feedback there. So if I go to like my gratitude practice, and so then when I do embrace like what's there, it's this exact same density that's there, but now it's like 2% lighter. I'll welcome it. I'll welcome all the ways I want it to change. And I'll welcome all the ways I've identified with it, which is like a good little practice, like welcome everything I'm making this mean. Welcome all the ways I have to have this change. It has to go away. And then welcome everywhere I'm making this mean it's who I am. Um, and then I allow like a little bit of lightning there. And then, you know, I can do my gratitude practice and, and bring in a new energy and start to percolate in a, a higher energy from there. Yeah, and Marie, that's how did EMDR help? If you want to speak to that a little bit. Um, EMDR, this is so long ago. It helped. It just so much of, um, Okay, my my trauma, like I didn't experience much, you know, the big T, the major traumas in my life. It was more just those small traumas. But what I've learned from all that is your body doesn't know the difference. So if you only experience so much, the highest trauma you experienced is a 10. So whether it was just some verbal criticism versus physical abuse, Two different people there's no difference between it a 10 is a 10 and, and that's what you, how your body deals with it so i had you know had stuff throughout my childhood that just seemed to be hanging on and talking about it anything else i tried wasn't working and the emdr i found really interesting because it just started breaking up those energies it's, oh and what is emdr yeah, sorry we didn't exactly introduce that <laughs> oh um EMDR. I don't even remember what it stands for. Electromagnetic. Yeah, I think it's. I, um, I mean, don't even remember. Eye movement desensitization. Yeah. Um, release. There eye movement desensitization. Yeah, reprocessing. we did it. Reprocessing. Eye movement desensitization. Okay, we did it. Reprocessing. Okay, we did it with electric. Uh, they're vibrating paddles. I held one in each hand, and they just alternated how they were vibrating and just it triggers both hemispheres of your brain which allows your whole body to process your whole mind to process what happens because in a trauma we experience it with one hemisphere of our brain so you either experience and get hung up on the emotional side or you get hung up on the logic the, the visual cues everything that came in and when you can complete those when you can get both hemispheres of the brain to process and understand what happened then a lot of the energy releases and you lose you lose the trauma aspect of it yeah and, and it's going to be limited in some way it's really helpful but the biggest piece is um what i found and, and what tyler and i are both finding is like will i continue to go into greater willingness to meet the densities that are here meaning you're only going to get so far like i've only gotten so far by trying to change them trying to shift them trying to you know like medicate in some way and overcome them and make them go away and then there comes a moment where it's like me and me in the total hopelessness of this part of me that still believes 
there's no possibility. I am separate. I am limited. I, I'm not going anywhere. You know, and, and I've told people in the mind body solution for anxiety and depression, like lots of exercises for this, but one of them is that you like swamp it all out. What does that little 2% part of you have to say? Because people will say to me like, you're so positive. You're always so happy. And I'm like, oh my God, no. <laughs> There's this part, it might just be part, but this part that has something very different to say. And if I just keep trying to like stay busy enough to not meet that, it's going to be limited. If I just trying to like do more gratitudes enough and I really don't meet that, what am I doing? Right. So it's like you put ice cream on top of poop or be positive isn't actually creating wholeness. So for me, um, there, there is a place where all the like self healing or whatever in the world can't create the shift that you can create when you're 2% more willing to meet what's arising. And for me, finding purpose and meaning is a really helpful way to do it. So how I will do it, and, and now you can share how, how you do it, Tyler. Um, I remember that my body is a transmitter. I remember my body is a giant receptor, that I am actually tapping into the collective. I am not alone. I remember that every little teensy mini shift that I make in the willingness to meet the density with love and compassion for this part of me, known and unknown, is a collective shift everyone feels everywhere that really does make a difference. And that always gives me like a little extra willingness to show up to stuff like people are saying, like for this month, like I'm just crying and crying. It's just this endless thing. What is going on? Why is this happening? And it won't have any meaning if you, unless you kind of give it some meaning and you'll feel that lightens everything up so much. And I always tell people like, when there's lightness, that's truth. When there's heaviness, that's the lie. Like someone's told, well, you have this trauma and so you'll never heal. Or, oh, you had that fall and your back's always gonna have, you know, you're always gonna have problems. You're never gonna be whole. And then you're like, oh. So you have to look like truth, lie. My body's a healing machine and it's gonna register this. And so you either like, let that in or you keep blocking it out. So for, for me, I do that. It always feels like a million times lighter when I remember I'm part of a whole, every little bit of willingness I find to meet the densities, even though I don't know why they're coming up. I don't understand what the F is going on. Why am I feeling like this? And I release needing to know why it will give me a little more, um, a little mm -hmm. more presence in it. And the energy really starts to move. I mean, just we were talking about despair earlier and looking at that, like a lot of times, so you feel that deep despair and it's actually you start, you create despair that you're still feeling despair and which just causes it to grow. And another way to approach it is what I actually did earlier today. Um, pre presenting, doing these kind of talks is not in my comfort zone. I mean, I definitely had a lot of anxiety coming into this and before we started this, I, I'm going to do a meditation and I just, I welcomed that energy. I welcomed all that anxiety, all, you know, doing presentations in high school, all of that stuff, just welcomed it. It filled my entire body and, and then it was gone. It just d dissipates. And that's something that happens with these energies as we continue to grow them and grow them. And, you know, we feel more despair, more, more despair. And they just, they turn into these monsters that are just bigger than than what they really are and are actually you know we think they're bigger they're not actually any bigger and if you really tr truly just allow that energy and just allow it to to wash over you and fill you 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 realize it doesn't have any power that those dense energies really don't have anything on you and the whole thing dissipates and breaks up but it's our resistance that's where the depression that's where the anxiety it's our resistance to feeling these quote-unquote negative um emotions that causes them to grow and causes them to uh to become these these bigger things than what they are yeah, yeah julie's asking how do you release needing to know and I, I always you just have to welcome the one who needs to know 
love yeah. the one who needs to know because there's also like the one who's like i'm never letting go no matter what and then you're like oh no yeah. it's impossible so sometimes i'm like i welcome this one who will never let go who's adamantly holding who's just gonna hold on tension and clamp down in fear no matter what happens because these are just you know our nature is love and these are aspects that's what they need from you Right. And it's, that's just that separation. It's just that not trusting in your intuition, trusting what you're experiencing. And instead, Oh, I have to know the answer to this. I have to know. And then you're throwing out the, the energy of, I don't know anything. So you create that as opposed to just trusting, trusting in yourself, doing whatever mm -hmm. you can, small thing, build that, that self-trust. Yeah. And, and you don't need to know any of it. There isn't anything you're going to need to no. know that, being that created you like has it covered but but then there can be like a yeah. hit like ding 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 go this way and, and i would like you to talk about that with like you said doors open and i created what i'm doing now you know in that way it's like well you did need to know but it wasn't from the mind ego knowing control it was from like inspiration and like synchronicity so will you just speak a little bit about what that process was like i'm creating a you've created a whole new life now um, I mean, it's, it's far from seamless. It's not a linear growth pattern. I'll tell you that. Um, it's, it's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of, um, a lot of challenges along the way. But the second I started tuning in, I started realizing I, I, I always knew these things. I always knew what was going on. Um, I, I learned how clairvoyant I was. I had no idea. I, have a steady stream of images going on in my head that I just assumed everybody did. I had no idea that that was something outside of, you know, normal, normal people's or just, you know. Yeah. Most, most people don't function that way at all. No. And that's like, somebody starts talking and telling me a story and I, I see the whole story in my head. It just comes in. So as soon as I started, trusting in my intuition i realized how much i could read other people read situations and how much i was i was already tuned into this but i didn't realize it was happening outside of me um especially emotional i'm very very strong empaths so i would be in a group of people and i could feel every emotion every thought everything going on and i didn't know that that was coming outside i assumed it was me so you know a lot of people in social situations are very self-conscious and insecure is what I've learned. And so I became more and more of that. And as I've started to open up and trust my intuition, I'm able to differentiate those, those beliefs, you know, thoughts and every, all those energies and really feel what's going on outside of me and not make it all about me at the same time. Yeah. Sarah said, I feel like depression is different from emotion. It just feels heavy and I feel like you have no choice but to lay there and feel it. it. feels more like a shutdown than something like anger or grief or whatever. Yeah, and what I've shared is like depression is the suppression of emotion, the repression of emotion, making yeah. it wrong, making what you're feeling wrong or who you're being wrong. Right, and that comes right back to that self-trust and that intuition of just getting past that stage where you're just emotionally numb where you you allow little bits um little bits of, of emotion to come through you don't you know don't let it all wash over you at once i mean if you can do that that's amazing and you'll see the the biggest growth in your life but when you cry when you shed tears allow to move allow yourself to feel and that's that's that big disconnect you're having right there is the numb to to feeling and a lot of times i mean that's bipolar when you're back and forth between the two you feel too much and then you're shut down and then you feel too much you're shut down finding a way finding some practice where you can just allow a little bit out at a time you'll start to pick yourself back up you'll start dropping some of that density you're working with somebody who does either energy practitioner or therapist or something is a great way to start opening that door to start letting some of that emotion out well, and I'm going to share your link. Um, and I want to share also what have you seen with pra practicing with individuals referred to this or like other really incredible things that you've seen happen, especially when people thought like, oh, no, this is not possible for me. Um, 
I've worked with actually several uh, Vietnam veterans that were dealing with severe P PTSD and you know having flashbacks, having just all sorts of of issues because of that. And so part of the gifts that I discovered throughout this whole journey, which um, we can go into if if you want to, was that my body was geared to process dense energies. It's just it's a gift I was born with and it's something I've discovered along the way. So when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, we just set the intention that they can release whatever and it comes to me and it's gone. Um, my body just processes and sends love back to you. It's, it's phenomenal. Which is amazing because I, I know a lot of times you'll be like, oh, I've tuned into you and I'm like, oh my God. And then feel I feel so much lighter and, and now I know what was going on. And it, it's, you know, because we're connected and we're not operating in separation here. It's really incredible that you have that ability because I think that sometimes, and it's not like you're doing something for someone that that they you're taking it away. It's like I've got to be on some level willing to let it go and give it up. Oh, if, yeah. if someone is married to hold that, like you're not you're not interfering with their system. So that that's important no, to understand. I, I, I you're like facilitating yeah. something that they are in the process of allowing. Yeah, that's. I usually only do it when I'm one on one with somebody. You know, I'll be on the phone with you and be like, "All right, just just release this, send it to me," and you know, we clear stuff up really quickly. And but I've done this with with I, I don't even know how many people, but the transition they go through in in one session and it is phenomenal, especially that first one. It is. I mean, they just well, all that, that density, all that something. stuff that's dragging. And you can see things that you maybe couldn't see before, have awareness or feel like a lightness you could you haven't felt before. And it's for me like knowing that I am in a process and then feeling the uh you see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's so obvious. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm doing this. I'm all on board. And then there's no longer the stuckness and the energy um can move. You know, Rachel is saying, um, I think there's a lot when you say that what we expect life to be uh we take in we we expect life to be a certain way and we take an expected path i've struggled with how my life has not turned out as i planned i didn't expect to be ill for so many years and i only have a better quality of life now in my 40s i feel the sadness for how things have gone and the time that passed but i recognize this resistance to what is pretty well said yeah and it's just letting that grief be there. I mean, just just allowing that grief to exist. Yeah, you you do you're you did miss out on part of your life. So I mean, this was all part of your path to get you to this space where now you can expand. But that doesn't invalidate the grief you feel. So allow that to be there. Experience that. Allow that to flow. Allow that to move. Cry. Like it's it's valid. It is part of it. And the second you start to acknowledge that and just be in that energy, it starts to dissipate and then you can really look towards where you are with so much more gratitude. And Patrick is saying, my depression is causing me to faint more. Yet this suppression will powerfully impact the autonomic nervous system, changes the way your autonomic nervous system functions. You know, that's like heart rate, blood pressure, breathing, um, and so it's your body's really letting you know, like, I can't take this suppression anymore. Will you stop making it wrong and let some of these energies move? Like Nadine saying, how can we welcome some of the painful thoughts? So let's kind of speak to that. Um, it's, it's baby steps. It's cracking that door open. So many of us, you know, we have all this stuff from our childhood and earlier in our life, and we've shut the door, put 15 locks on it, a couple guard dogs. We're, we're not going there. Like that, that energy is so repressed that we just drag that stuff around. It's so dense, it's so heavy. And, you know, that's where disease, illness, you know, all these pain come from. And if we just crack that door, let a little bit out, shut the door, like that's, that's perfectly fine. And it's just a matter of, of just allowing. I mean, anytime you're okay. Another way to look at this is um, most of us, you know, if you've dealt with 
depression, anxiety, your self-talk is not the most positive thing in the world. And you have these, these thoughts that just repeat on loop about who you are, how you feel about yourself and all of that. And the second you tune into those and you question those, there you go, you start to, you start to break them down. You start to see them. I mean, it, it's fear, it's false, false thoughts. They're, they're not true to who you really are. And the second you question them, they fall apart. There's nothing there. But as you continue to run from it and continue to just self-medicate, whatever you do, distract, social media, whatever it is that you're doing to, to avoid those thoughts, they'll continue to grow and continue to rule your life. But if you can just, I mean, I tell everybody, like especially what's going on right now in the world, put your phone down, get rid of your social media for a day. Go out in nature, go walk around, be with yourself for a little bit. You're gonna cry, you're gonna probably have to sit down for a bit, but you'll move that energy and you'll see that this stuff is not as big, it's not as overwhelming and it will not destroy you like you've come to believe. It, it, that's a powerful thing too, like to begin to just look at the thought and look at the idea and feel everything that goes along with it and then just ask, is this true? And what if the opposite yep. were true? You know, like a Byron Katie little turnaround. What if the opposite yep. were true? Exactly. And then begin to let yourself feel the energies of that because your body won't lie. And it's really all the ways we like suppress it. Like you're saying, shut the door. I'm not going to look there. How do I feel better? How do I feel better? When actually what right. is a higher frequency is that the surrender and allowing. And for me, I always just start with like soften my body and breathe a little more fully because then there's more life, there's more breath, there's more movement, even just physically. And this will allow, you know, a lot more of movement energetically. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, what's my train of thought? <laughs> we have a little gap um, too. So I don't know if it, that's happening okay. on your end. Like, do you have that gap? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you've cut out. Well, I want to bring up Sarah's question because I think this is one that maybe a lot of people would resonate with. Um, what do I do when I have the knowledge and the capacity to allow the motion and I feel like I have been feeling the emotion? But this, this is like, you know, and Tyler and I talk about this stuff all the time because like we'll have so much intensity coming up that it's like, oh my God, I'm at my wit's end. I've met my absolute moment. Like I can't, I don't understand. And we always kind of like invite each other to a greater expansion than what we thought we signed up for, to a greater expansion that has space even for this. And it keeps letting more and more and more and more and more density move through. And I have seen in my life that that always equates to more abundance showing up in my life. And and when you're in that moment, you don't, you don't see that. You're like, pfft. No, 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 no. Now this time, this is just too much to ask of me. I don't understand. This doesn't make sense. And so sometimes you need, um, and I think that's great that you do do sessions to like really get in this energy with people. Uh, but sometimes you need to, to let that higher vantage point in that you don't even right. know on some level. She said, I, I flip into depression, which happens after a big stress, a big event. There's a death in the family. It let me cry and shake. Oh, and she said probably more than what's normal for someone who's somewhat removed from the situation, but it's actually normal. It's way more normal to express grief than it is to freaking suppress it. It's just way more commonplace to suppress it. And so you don't see everyone else in the room shaking hysterically. You see them like, I'm good. I'm just going to work a lot and distract myself. And, and even though you're like, I'm not that close to this person who died, Death is death and it will bring, it will shake you right. to your core because we all know we're going to, it's going to happen. And this is like one of the greatest fears we hold and suppress. So you're probably the healthiest person in that room. Well, and there's, when it comes to expressing emotions, there's no normal. We're all unique beings with unique experiences, unique ex uh, perspectives and as a result, we all experience these emotions differently. Some people are gonna grieve longer than others. Some people are able to clear it quickly. You know, it all depends on what your path is and how you came here to experience life. And 
there's also layers to everything. Kim and I have dealt with this a ton lately. It's like, oh no, no, I cleared all this out a year ago. Like I don't need to deal with this anymore. And it's just come up in a bigger way to teach me even more in, in a completely different way. So by saying, oh, I've grieved enough, you know, why am I still, why is this still coming up? You're creating resistance to that emotion as opposed to going, okay, there's still something here that I'm trying to learn. There's still something here for me to teach, you know, that's, this is trying to teach me. And if I allow space for that, and if I just allow myself to be in that just a bit longer without that resistance, without, without that, uh, why am I still here? Those answers, those lessons yeah. just come so clear, come so quickly and, and the energies dissipate. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for Sarah, where she's like, okay, why am I having this massive meltdown? Um, when we make it wrong that we're empathic, that we're feeling so much, that we're expressing so much, it creates a very different outcome in the system. If you start making it right, like, wow, I'm healing the whole room. Wow, I'm giving these people the example of what healthy grief expression really looks like. When you start actually celebrating yourself for how your system works, you're going to see a big change in what you notice happening. Where you're like, I'm feeling stuff, but then there's like this mega tidal wave. You'll begin to see your system manage things so much more beautifully and so much more fluidly, even though there are big energies. Um, when you begin to uh, celebrate yourself for this, how how easy is it to make ourselves wrong, right? Right. Well, it also as being an empath, you you tend not to have, unless you're very aware and you've worked through it a lot, your boundaries might not be as strong, and you're actually taking on some of the the grief and the emotions of of those around you, of your family members, of everybody in the room. So you're processing that for them at the same time. You're not just processing your own, which, you know, you, you feel like you're helping other people. And this is definitely a learned behavior that so many of us have from our childhood, where we learn to feel into, you know, especially if you had emotionally volatile uh, parents, you learn to feel into everybody's emotions and kind of, you know, mold yourself to fit into, you know, keeping the peace and keeping everybody happy and stable. So as you grow older, you just step into that space and you're taking on these emotions that, that aren't necessarily yours or yours to process, but it's just second nature and something you do very, very easily. So look at boundaries and look at establishing boundaries between yourself and your family and allow them to grieve and space to do it so they can process and get through it and not, Sorry. And not just continue to, to process for everybody else around you. Sorry, and Patrick is saying, <laughs> I don't know what's been happening at your practice, but that would be an interesting, interesting thing. Um, hold on a sec. Oh, good. People are really resonating with this, Tyler. This is awesome. Yes, I can feel other people's grief and emotions and always checking how others are, not my emotions to process. Yeah, and one, one great way is just like return to sender, give everyone their energy back. Right. Oh, I heard what you said, Patrick. That's, what about that's something? Yeah, sorry. Oh, I don't want to interrupt. No, I mean a practice, you know, to do every night is to cut ties, release any any energy. I do this with my daughter every night when we get in bed. And it's just it's not yours, send it back. Let it go. Release it. And then pull back all your energy you've left it throughout the day because we do we leave energy everywhere with every person we come in contact with pull back you'll fall asleep 10 times faster than you do now oh that's a great practice i'm going to do that with Gemma. <laughs> yeah definitely it's always good to have like <laughs> ideas about stuff all right i think we're going to finish um but at first i'm going to share the link for where you can find Tyler and more about his work. Or if you would like to have a session with him, he does do private one-on-one -on -one sessions, which I think is something a lot of people in my community have been asking for. We've got Jess and Alicia working with people and individuals, and it's been amazing. I'm not really doing much of that anymore. There are only a few people I'm working with at a time. So I'm always really excited to find like practitioners who are awesome and that I really would like recommend and stay behind and you know and and go to for myself so i have shared the link it's empoweredjourney.net 
empoweredjourney.net. So just where you can, you know, plug in with what he's doing and possibly work with Tyler. Oh, Christina, just knowing that someone like Tyler exists in our world lifts my spirits. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you, Christina. Appreciate it. And that's, I'm going to have some, some group work coming up here soon. Uh, small groups dealing with depression, anxiety, and trauma, and PTSD soon. So, so give me a couple weeks to get that all established and that'll be on the website. Oh, that's great. And can they subscribe now to stay tuned for that? Or is there a way to, yeah, Not looks like on your- Yeah, but there will be in the next week. Well, there's Check a contact form on the bottom too. If they go to enter their info on yes. that contact yeah, form, if you're interested in yeah. being a part of that group, then you'll have that. Yep, yeah, leave your information there and I will definitely let you know when that happens. Yes, does he have a Facebook group or page? Yes, gonna have a Facebook page. Yep. Oh, you do have a page. And that's Empowered yeah, yep. Journey. Under the same name, Empowered Journey. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So you can find him in Facebook and Instagram, right? Yes. Empowered Journey. Yep. Oh, I didn't yes. I didn't uh I'm not I didn't tune into you on Instagram, so I'm gonna have to do that right now because I would love to okay. connect. And you know, we will <laughs> do an Instagram live later on like within the next week to do some actual clearing and then the other thing if people are experiencing yeah. anxiety and depression there's still the opportunity to sign up for the mind body solution for anxiety and tyler's going to do a bonus call in there where we'll do a clearing and do some like integrative work if you'd like to come to that call we're going to add that in as a bonus call in the mind body solution for anxiety and depression and that's at drkimd.com forward slash anxiety. If you uh, resonate with that, there's information on the page. So you can like check that out and feel it out. We do have two live calls left. The other ones, of course, we have been recorded. So you'll have them. They were very, very rich. Uh, and we did really release a lot of densities. So, and I know with what we're doing with Tyler, it will add immensely to that program. So you who are in that program can stay tuned for that. And if you'd like to, um, come into that group and register. I have just shared the link for that program as well. Do you have any little piece you want to leave people with as we complete? Um, just, just be kind, be compassionate. I mean, just give yourself that extra bit of grace. I mean, I, when you're in that space of deep depression and you just feel like there's nothing else, allow yourself to be in that space. Just open up like, okay, this is what my body's calling for and this is where I need to be and that's fine. Let go of everybody else's expectations and what you think you should be doing and just be in that moment, be in that space and just allow your body to heal. Thank you. All right, and Cindy, I posted the link or maybe you just have to enter it into your browser separately, empoweredjourney.net. It should be working just fine. Valuable webinar. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys all for being here live. Thank and lots of love to everyone who's listening to the recording or the podcast. We'll be here every week with Mind Body TV at 11 a.m. Mountain Time uh, in uh, Facebook in the Mind Body community, which is our group, or on YouTube at Dr. Kim Duramo. And we will keep going with awesome resources to stay connected going forward. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. Thank you all. You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.